Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello, child of God. Today's podcast is something that is um, needing to be addressed, I feel, in the body of Christ. And I think that it's going to answer a few questions some of you have had as well. The title of today's podcast is Think Big, Act Little. I was packing up a box for shipping in the mail and had turned it over to be sure that I had used enough sealing tape to secure the contents in the box. And as I began to apply the sealing tape, my eyes were drawn to the simple statement printed on the bottom of the box put there intentionally by the company that manufactures the packing boxes. It read, Think Big, Act little. Right then, the Lord spoke to me in great intensity. He gently said, Child, the past mentality and insidious mindset of many in ministry has been the direct opposite of the statement, Think big, act little. Man is still obsessed with power, control, and is driven by the desire to be the biggest and the best. This has crept into the church through a message of self gratification and an implied sense of, you deserve it, spoken through many who don't think big about the consequences of their words. So many believers think that they have a right to big things, but want it all to happen through others doing for them, honoring them, and therefore their concern and actions in considering others' services and faithfulness is minimal. The current attitude heaven is hearing from among not only many disobedient believers, but also sadly among many who think they are in the forefront of the wave of my spirit, is in fact a reversal of the statement, think big, act little. Think little, act big. This is the mindset of the selfish and those trapped in patterns of deceit and personal denial. As long as we don't take the time to examine our own souls, which we well know can be very wicked, we never think about how our acting big and all-anointed and all-powerful and how on the cutting edge we might be. The Lord instructed me with a firm but gentle warning about those who are trying to repackage the same old way of doing things the way they want it done in a different box or presentation. It's like the statement, think little, act big. Pushing away the conviction of the Holy Spirit is dangerous. The Lord in this present hour 
is granting us much precious time to deal with the hidden sins and iniquities that are well-fed and functioning in each of our lives. Ministry leaders, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, sheep. Sadly, many seem to believe that if they just think little and act big, well, others will be really impressed with the big show and big presentation. And we won't have to think about or question our motives and manipulations as to why we need to keep feeding the big act. In 2 Timothy 3, it talks about godlessness in the last days. Let's read that. Verse 1, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, but treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women, and I would say men as well, who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. You see, many times, the body of Christ is just chasing after miracles and signs and wonders in order to get a new thing to happen in your church or community. It's thinking little. Have you trained yourself and others to pursue God only if blessings and miracles occur? But when hardship and testing and refining occur, it's easier to think little about these. Why? You see, the flesh hates discipline and truth. With every wave and dimension of glory the Lord releases, there is always the crowd of the 5,000 looking for a good free meal, a good public speaker, and a few miracles. These days, toss in a new groovy worship ministry and you've arrived. However, when the real work of God is getting close, the numbers drastically reduce, and those who are not willing to extort others or use others for fame and gain become again like a Gideon's army, rugged, broken, obedient, and they think about the big things God can do, but they act little or small and humble. In Philippians 2, verse 3, it says, Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. I would say to beware of those who shout too loudly, Hey, we have a big thing happening. And you need to come. And, uh, well, if you really want in on it, don't think much about the fee of $200 or more to attend what God is doing. Did that poke at your soul a little bit? Well, good. We are in a season where money changing in the name of the Lord's anointing is going to be dealt with. Just after this paragraph is a small list of a few other things the Lord has asked me to bring a gentle warning about, things that He is going to allow His exposure and His holy fire to touch, if they are not personally dealt with through our own choice, to repent humbly to Him and to others we are supposed to have some kind of an accountability with. You are accountable to someone other than yourself, aren't you? Hint, that may be a mentor, a prayer group, 
a couple or two, maybe your husband and wife together, but we all must have someone that we share an account of our lives with. He is giving all of his people, sheep and leaders alike, time to think and act. Here are the gentle warnings from the Lord. Number one, key leaders need to become tender towards those in their service, sharing with them as co-laborers and hard workers, fair and even above and beyond, financial support and deep respect. 1 Peter 5.3, neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being an examples to the flock. Romans 12.3, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Second warning, many in ministry settings embrace too quickly those who appear to have a large ministry influence and grant them levels of authority without knowing what their home life is like, what their accountability levels are, and how they appropriate ministry funding they gain through travels, conferences, or support. The Lord urges those who are pastoral to be careful about what they embrace and bring into their sheepfold. You know, pastors are judged more seriously. James chapter 3 verse 1 says, Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Psalm 101.7 says, I will not allow deceivers to serve me, and liars will not be allowed to enter my presence. Warning number three. The Lord warns about slandering others in ministry or in the general body of believers publicly, as well as in private settings. Shaming others is usually a form of control and can often be used to hide behind rather than to lovingly confront a situation. Many books and magazine articles are going to be released in the next few months that will slander, lie, and exaggerate stories about how the body of Christ and those members in it have done each other wrong. This will be a total turnoff to the generation that is watching those who are to be modeling grace, patience, and kindness, and self-control. The Lord warns that once the doors of your mouth begin to slander and shame others, He will expose and do unto you what you have done unto others. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give an account. Leviticus 19.16 says, Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. Do not act as a merchant towards your own people. Do not try to get ahead at the cost of your neighbor's life, for I am the Lord. 2 Timothy 3.3 says, They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and have no interest in what is good. You see, we are to think big about the love of God and act little, act small about ourselves. Humility brings honor and favor. Deceit brings judgment. Think big about that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this moment. We come to you with the full realization that the world is on a tailspin downward and that with media input and the slander and the shame and the character assassination that we see daily on the news, 
and hear from others on Facebook and other applications that the world has become nothing more than a giant pointing finger. Lord, we bow low before you and we repent of our own input and our own talking back to the television or talking back to the computer screen in disgust at what we hear and see rather than praying and looking at our own iniquity. We come to you right now and we ask you to cleanse us of a foul mouth, of saying things that do not bring honor to others nor to you. We ask that you would correct the situations in our local bodies, in our own ministries, in our own homes, in our schools, in our local governments, that slander would not become a weapon to gain power, to gain position. And Lord, certainly we ask you to forgive us for using any kind of unkind words to gain control over family members. Lord, we ask you to create in us a clean heart. Create it, Lord. Only you can change us. We are fully aware that only you can do this work. And we ask that you would renew a right spirit, the right heart in us towards others. We thank you, Lord, that you alone are the sovereign one who can change who we are into who we are supposed to be. And Lord, we ask that you would help us to think more of how little we are without you, the great, big, wonderful, glorious Savior of our lives. We bless you, we worship you, and we thank you for Jesus. Amen. I hope this message spoke to you today, and I certainly hope that you would pass it on and share it with others in the body of Christ who may need to hear it as well. I bless you today in the name of Jesus, and I look forward to you listening to another podcast that will come out soon again. If you're looking for more materials, you can always go to my website, www.marylindo.com, and you can reference other podcasts there. You can also find me on iTunes under Mary Lindo, The Messenger. Have a good day now. God bless you. Bye-bye.